You're listening to the Charge Forward audio blog by Chargebacks 911, bringing you the latest in payments and fraud. To learn more about how Chargebacks 911 can help you reduce chargebacks and recover revenue lost to fraud, visit us online at chargebacks911.com. This episode is from an earlier interview with Monica Eaton Cardone, the COO at Chargebacks 911. Savvy Business Radio, drawing out the best from our guests with our host, Christina Nichman. Want to protect your business? Then you'll not want to miss our guest today, Monica Eaton Cardone. Today, Monica will share why there are more data breaches happening even to large companies and what we can all do to safeguard our own businesses. Find out more and protect your business today at chargebacks911.com. Hi, Monica. Welcome to Savvy Business Radio. How are you? I am great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you so much for meeting with us and having a chat after this wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. I hope you had a lovely one with your family. Oh, I did. Every year, we definitely look forward to this. Yeah. Ate way too much, but that that goes that's par for the course, right? Absolutely, <laughs> recovering now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Even my dog had too much. My poor little doggy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we're grateful to have you here today. This is a subject we've never talked on on the show, and and that is cyber crime and data breaches. It's something becoming more and more prevalent with businesses as businesses take their business online, even if you're brick and mortar, a lot of the businesses are now taking their business online. And there are certain things that people should be aware of to protect themselves to, for their online business and what to be aware of as far as uh, breaches and security breaches to your website. So we're grateful to have you come and share your expertise on that matter. Before we go there, though, share with the audience a little bit about your backstory and what brought you to working uh, with your company, Chargebacks 911, and helping companies with data breaches and such. Sure. Um, so I'll tell you, uh, I didn't actually get started in this industry. Um, I was an online merchant and I, I actually ended up experiencing a whole bunch of security threats, um, breaches, fraud, all sorts of fraud, affiliate fraud. And it turned into something called chargebacks, which if, Mm -hmm. if you are an online business, Then in order to process the transactions, you have to have a merchant account. If you get too many chargebacks, it jeopardizes your entire business. Mm -hmm. And short story, really, Chargeback 911 was born out of necessity in trying to solve our own problem with these chargebacks and fraud and Mm -hmm. security loopholes that I didn't know anything about. We ended up building a solution that was sustainable and recognizing, oh my gosh, other merchants, all sorts of retailers, Mm -hmm. actually the whole industry needs this type of solution. And that was about um, eight years ago. We've been going strong ever since. And Mm -hmm. needless to say, I've I've developed a brand new passion over the years for helping businesses, you know, discover any, any types of threats to their revenue, security, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So it's been fun. Yeah. Isn't it amazing, Monica, that here you are, you had this horrible thing happen to you and you've taken it, turned it uh, lemonade or lemons into lemonade and, and found something, a passion to help other folks deal with the same problem you had. And so they don't have to go through what, what you went through uh, many years back. What, what do you think uh, many businesses are not aware of when it comes to data breaches or the security of their websites? 
Well, I think uh, I think probably, uh, you know, a lot of businesses and I know I was one of them. Right. Your number one focus is on just getting more customers Mm -hmm. and decreasing the acquisition cost, making sure that you have, you know, as as many opportunities to close a deal as possible. And Mm -hmm. so all of your focus becomes on that. And then you start thinking, well, you know, if. If on the security side, do we need to have extra terms and conditions to, you know, just even to secure the sale for your customers? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it gets into even further and and making sure that, you know, do you have your is your site absolutely secured? Is your database secured? There's layers and layers of security mm-hmm. that that most businesses, especially when you're starting out, you just don't think about. You consider, you know, you have malware protection, you have this antivirus software, and you, you have your IT department handles that, but you really don't have an understanding of what they do mm-hmm. and what size of risk you're confronting. Mm-hmm. And the thing with security is there's not really a one-size-fits-all policy that will just ensure you and protect you. It's mm-hmm. complicated. Um, yeah. So I think the biggest challenge is just is recognizing, you know, it, it's not what what understanding your security threats and and losses and potential uh, what you need to do to protect that is a hundred percent in line with helping you grow your business that's probably probably the biggest pitfall that I see businesses confront today Wow and this is interesting to me because when the thing I think that's difficult about security online with your website is you don't see the threat it's all invisible and so if you you have a brick and mortars you you have nice locks, you have a pull down thing or whatever it is, you have security that you can visually see. And and the threat generally is visible. But when it's online, it's a non-visible threat often. So you're like, you, you don't really maybe pay attention to it because you, you don't see the threat coming. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's It's the worst thing. And you know, a lot of people will assume that uh, a data breach is happening from an outside criminal. Hmm. And, you know, it's not always an outside criminal. In fact, with the holiday season, this is when we have the most, when we're most susceptible for these types of breaches, because oftentimes it's an internal employee. It may be somebody that you hired as temporary staff Hmm. to help you out for the holiday season. This person has access and collusion can happen. So there's so many different avenues, but you're absolutely right. It, It happens because you don't see it coming. Yeah. Now I've heard of the HTTPS, you know, and the S meaning secure at the, at the start of your website address. And I know when I got my um, website started, I wasn't too concerned if it was secure or not. I was like, who cares? What does that mean? Um, but right. I, remember, <laughs> I was like, who cares? There's Ness at the end, whatever. And I remember my, my, um, my husband who has a business now for six years, very secure. He, as he always says to me, uh, security isn't just one layer, it's several layers. So he did make sure he got a secure secured website. And I, I didn't know what that means. What does that mean for people with the S, without the S? Does it really help your keep your website more secure? What are some of the layers that people can add on to make sure they're safer? Sure. Um, so, so as a consumer, we're all consumers as well. We should also take advantage of the fact, I mean, make sure that you make a mental note. If you're buying or entering your credit card data, always look for that S. Um, so it's HTTPS. What that really means, think of the S standing for security, and this means that the site has a certificate installed 
that is going to encrypt all of the data that's entered there. And if data is encrypted, then even if you have a criminal on the other side, they're not going to be able to use it. Um, it's it's that it's an, an additional protection uh, mechanism. So you want to make sure that your site is secured, and you can get something called a security certificate from whatever company you're using to host your site. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, um, you, you need to take a look at other types of threats, right? So you have the data that can get into your website, use that security certificate with HTTPS. You have transactions. If you do any transactions on your website, there's also a layer there. Humans. Humans can be a liability. Probably the worst liability is humans, right? Aww. Because they they may work for you or they're criminals and make sure that, you know, like your husband recommended, that you need to have layers and then operational. Hmm. How have you find with your experience to uh, stay ahead of the game and know that, okay, I'm hiring the best folks I know are the most secure. Now you, you might interview someone, they seem quite nice at the interview. How do you know that you can trust or not trust? Have you found anything with your experience to look out for? Uh, you know, when it comes to, yes, yes, absolutely. And most of it is through trial and error and generally expensive lessons. Right. But you know what they say, try to learn from others. Like that is the goal. Mm -hmm. uh, so what, what I've learned is, you know, always, always measure. Nothing will improve unless it's measured. And so not only is this going to help you grow your business in a very sustainable way, but it also helps you identify threats and security loopholes. So measure multiple things um, like, you know, with, with people that are working for you and that you're interviewing, measure a statistic for that individual. Um, mm -hmm. where, where you have security threats, then generally you'll see um, somebody is, maybe they have a pattern of missing work, being disgruntled, their internal statistics, whatever their production level is, is going down. Um, there's all sorts of behavioral analytics uh, that can come into play there just in managing statistics. Mm -hmm. Also, make sure that you don't ever have a SPOF and this SPOF, single point of failure. So, so many businesses make the mistake of having one individual that knows everything about their security and everything about the system and nobody else in the entire company knows. That wow. is one of the worst mistakes that you can make. Um, don't ever have a single point of failure. You, you really can't be too trusting. Mm -hmm. Even with somebody that has been loyal, don't put them in a, in a position where they may be tempted um, or contacted by you know, somebody to do something that would threaten your security level. And then the other thing, and this, this is probably somewhat controversial, but you know, mm -hmm. I have found personally mm -hmm. not to ignore your gut feelings. So we're all, we all have a little bit of intuition and that's probably what got you into business in the first place. You, you believed in something, you had faith in it. It's, it's the same thing with a gut feeling. Sometimes those gut feelings, you, you know, you, if, don't ignore them. They're, it's probably something is telling you that you need to investigate a little further. And so, you know, don't ignore that and, and definitely um, uh, listen to, listen to your own gut feelings as well. Wow. I, I like that you brought that last bit up because I, I work as a consultant with a number of businesses in Manhattan. And recently, one of our businesses hired a new employee, which off the front end had a perfect resume, interviewed spotlessly, had you know all the credentials that were perfect for this position. 
But there was something unsettling with a lot of the people that interviewed them, including when I first met them. Um, and I was not involved in the process to get to decide if they were going to be chosen for this position or not. But there was an unsettling feeling about this person. And lo and behold, three weeks later, they had to let him go. And he just about went postal when they had to get guards up to remove him. And uh, it was, yeah, it was really, really interesting. And uh, I, 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 that's why I like that you mentioned it because sometimes there's not something you can pinpoint with, you know, the, the resume being perfect. He spoke well. Uh, sometimes there's just something else and you can't just quite put your finger on it. Stay tuned after these messages from our sponsor. For B2B sales and marketing to be effective, it still needs to be personalized and relevant. Sales and marketing leaders have to connect with real people, actual human beings, now more than ever. Curious how to do it? The Flip My Funnel podcast is hosted daily by entrepreneur, chief evangelist, and founder of Flip My Funnel movement, Sangram Farjay. On this show, you'll find a mix of interviews with B2B sales and marketing leaders dedicated to helping you become the master of your craft. Check out and listen to Flip My Funnel today at flipmyfunnel.com slash podcast. Yeah, yeah. That, that is, that's 100% the case. You, and whenever we've gone through situations, so many times, if you, if you think back and retrace your steps, then you realize you did pick something up, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but you didn't act on it. <laughs> you yeah, had that, that yeah. little tinge of doubt. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, well, how could I possibly rewrite it? It looks perfect on paper or he seems so nice. And, and that's just, that's security with anything, whether you're business or you're walking the street, someone approaches you and they seem nice and they look nice. It doesn't matter. You're getting a funky feeling that, that, that feeling's coming up for a reason. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Add, add some, you know, make sure that you pay, pay attention to that and get another viewpoint. Yeah, and also a great point. Sometimes just another uh, set of eyes or, or perspective into the situation will be like, yeah, I'm getting the same thing. And then that way you can back yourself up and say, okay, I'm not the only one feeling uh, weird about the situation. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. crazy. <laughs> I'm not crazy. There's right. someone else who sees what I think or hear, feels what I feel. Exactly. Now, I've heard of mega cart being a, a real security threat to some businesses online. What exactly is that and how does it play a part in, in jeopardizing security for businesses? Um, I'm sorry, what is the term? Mega cart? Yes. Uh, so there is there the, the biggest threat that businesses are running into, and, and I'd say this is also akin with some of the ransomware attacks. Mm. Um, but what what is going on is businesses that don't have um, processes in place where their database mm-hmm. is all of the controls are encrypted and they have SIM logging and monitoring. Um, those types of businesses are definitely, they're, they're getting attacked by where that ends up going in, hacks a lot of their data. And an interesting statistic as well is that there is actually, in terms of, you know, data breaches, some of these hidden worms, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, executable, executable actions, Mm -hmm. uh, the average, um, the, the average age of these is actually over a year old. So it sits in your system and then, and then basically wreaks havoc over time and you, it stays hidden for such a long time that it really creates a problem. Wow. It's kind of like when you have this disease or cancer growing and then by the time you realize it, it's too late. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. It's, 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 so this is really where it comes. It, it's absolutely crucial that mm-hmm. business owners are taking a layered approach, recognizing, you know, if, especially if you have any software development, mm-hmm. um, enhance your SDLC processes, put in policies, Policies is, a, is a, a huge item. Many businesses have all sorts of policies, but you know what? We don't really enforce them. <laughs> They're yeah. written, but, but they don't do any good unless you have a practice, everybody understands it, and you have that check and balance. And even though nobody likes the security department, it's the policing you know, mechanism in the organization, this is something that's going to keep you safe, mm. and it really can become you know, a great insurance policy to making sure that your business grows and it doesn't suffer these threats in the future. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting because over the past several years, I think we've all heard in the news some huge companies that have gone through data breaches. And uh, there was one such company that was totally online. It was an aviation company. And they basically, I think they did sim work. And what basically happened is someone got into their website and and wrecked um, havoc on the entire site. And uh, it got it got to the point where people, the users could not use the site. And I thought to myself, how does someone there, how does someone hack it where it becomes unusable or totally destroys their site? And now I'm hearing exactly how that happens. Now, uh, you had mentioned the layered approach. Is there anything, if you're new and getting started, you don't have a ton of money, like maybe some of these huger companies to protect yourself. Is there anything you can do that's not too pricey to get started to make sure you're safe from hackers? And when, is it like when you reach a certain size that you become maybe more um, susceptible to hacking because now you look like you have more income or something to steal more of? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, even even if we look at, you know, we know uh, BA and Ticketmaster were probably um, mm-hmm. the most notorious victims of, yeah. you know, the, the card skimming. The, the thing that you really have to be um, careful with, it whenever you have any card data mm-hmm. um, or any personal data, whenever you are receiving information or giving information, this is, this generates the biggest loophole. Um, and so, you know, you, you, you think of these, these huge conglomerates, these, these retailers and think of how many different points of uh, transaction communication they have. Mm-hmm. It only takes one unsecured point of exchange mm-hmm. to to allow somebody to basically skim or steal all of that data. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can often, it easily happens if a lot of companies will have this, an, an issue that happens because they do a lot of technology development in-house and their own software teams may take a shortcut on adding the additional security layers that are needed to protect those transactions. Mm-hmm. It also can easily happen because a company like British Airways, for example, you know, they are, they've, they've been predominantly brick and mortar for so many years. And then only recently, if we look at their entire history, have they really ventured online? So, you know, may, they may have a lot of security on a legacy application and then trying to migrate that to a more cloud-based environment, this presents challenges for lots of companies. Mm-hmm. And whenever there's new technology, you have to recognize new means untested. So there's no, no such thing as new that is not going to you know, add a, a new opportunity uh, for criminals. Um, even with, you know, you look at EMV, mm-hmm. which is the chip reader, right, that we have 
all over, hopefully all over the U.S. We're still not completely implemented, yeah. but this is this. What this has done is it's it's shifted criminals that previously were stealing card data from unsecured methods that were store present. Right, you'd swipe your card instead of insert the chip. Well, now these criminals are going online to find ways that they can skim uh, card details through unsecure online shopping carts. Mm -hmm. So you really, you really have to make sure that you're well aware and, and keep tabs of the new technologies that you may be implementing. And then also the safety measures that go along with those new technologies. Wow. And so, you know, as you said earlier, this isn't just for protecting businesses, it's protecting you as a consumer. Um, so to pay attention, what sites you go to, is it secure when you make your purchase so that your information doesn't get skimmed as well? Um, now, also, I'm guessing, because um, you had mentioned before that sometimes there'll be worms or things hiding in the background of your website that can wreak havoc a, a year or more later. I'm guessing this in this is not always for stealing of credit card or payment information that sometimes there are just some jerks out there who are just trying to mess things up. Is that the case or is this always about money or is it just sometimes people out there just going out there randomly to just mess up people's sites? <laughs> I, I'm sure that there, I, I'm sure that there's people that just randomly do crazy things just for I'm the born. thrill of it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, but but also uh, you know more and more it's not it's not necessarily about the credit card data mm -hmm. it's about all the personal data so if if you think you know d data has has completely replaced cash data is king it used to be that cash is king but with data it turns into cash mm -hmm. um, so it, and I'll tell you here's an example of what a criminal could use data for. Let's say that they stole uh, your data from Ticketmaster. Well, now they know all of the events that you go to when you're going to these events. Um, they may have uh, different um, buying patterns, habits. Maybe they know all the times when you're leaving. And as a result, then they could actually, you know, they could tar maybe they could sell that data to criminals that are going to break into your house because they know when you're going to be gone. Wow. Um, and with, with an airline, think about all the personal information that you may just have on a ticket. You have your birthday, you have your, you, you have all of your names, you may have your families, uh, you, you have a lot of information. Plus you have the days that you're leaving. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and a company like Target, well, there's a lot of value that the data um, that Target would have contributes. Um, for instance, if I if I would have uh, if somebody stole my data, maybe they would find, you know, all the different foods that I buy at Target or cosmetics wow. or you know whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, a criminal can make money selling that data over and over again, and because advertising online is a big big business. Uh, there's a lot of fraud that goes on in advertising, and this is. It's it's a plethora um, of of different criminal plots, and we hear about click farms and all sorts of advertising scams. And that data, understanding the buying habits, you you actually have a criminal that could completely act as an imposter by the same things mm -hmm. and, that you would buy, and you probably wouldn't catch it. Oh For example, let's 
all of us, 40% of the U.S. population is now buying online with Amazon. Mm -hmm. So most of us are going to have a transaction from Amazon on our credit card statement. Well, how many of us would recognize or point out if there was just one more transaction that was in line with everything that we normally did each month? A yeah. criminal could, could take advantage of that and we would never know it. That is scary. You think on one hand, having everything online, having, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? credit card, debit cards, that your life is so much easier. But on, on one hand, it's so easy for criminals to actually access all of your information, including your, your bank account and go to town. And, and without you even realizing, as you just said, it, wow, that's quite scary. I had no idea thinking about the information life when you're not be home and that they could sell that. None of that ever came up for me. I would have never even thought of that. Well, then again, I'm not a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it also um, begs, you know, I, I always recommend Security isn't, you know, is, you have to look at your business, of course, but then also as a consumer, you need to look at ways to be more secure, especially for the holidays. Don't post every single Facebook page, uh, you know, all of your photos while you're on, you know, vacation and advertise all of this. Uh, probably not a good, a good plan. <laughs> Well, yeah, I have to tell you, Monica, it's interesting how criminals have even used those mechanisms like social media to tell the, the, the whole world their crimes and hence how cops oh, yeah, have been completely. able to... I'm like, thanks for being that dumb. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Helped us catch you and prosecute you. Um, but uh, this has been fascinating. I, I'm hoping it'll juice everyone listening, all business owners and consumers, because as you say, we're all consumers as well as business owners, to really think about how to protect our businesses better with uh, more layers of security in our lives and in our business. And how can people get in touch with you at Chargebacks 911 and find out more about you? Um, the, the best thing is just visit our website. That's www.chargebacks911.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this has been such a fascinating talk and I really thank you for coming to share this very important information today on Savvy Business Radio. Thank you so much for having me. Savvy Business Radio broadcasts worldwide via a large podcast network celebrating business owners, entrepreneurs, influencers, and successful individuals. Find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest. Call 732-474-7375 or email Christina at SavvyBusinessRadio.com.